I'm back. Are That's you, how I'm feeling. Do you feel okay? I f- do I feel okay? Yeah. Why, why would I not feel okay? Have you had yourself checked for... Prostate issues? What are we talking about no, right for, now? you know, radiation. For radiation? Radia- weren't you hanging out in the Detroit area? For... That, is, that is correct. Okay. So have you been checked for radiation poisoning? Why would I need to be checked for radiation poisoning? I've never been to Detroit, but I always just assumed it was just like the game Fallout, where it's just like broken down buildings and irradiated ghouls and... How dare you? How dare you, sir? Is like, it, hold on. Tell me. I'm being serious right now. Of course you are. Tell me if this is not true, because... It's not true. I'm in some, you know, very uh, delicate negotiations with people from Detroit, and I don't want to offend them. What delicate negotiations would you possibly... Well, don't worry be? about that. But am I... Are they, is that why the deal's not closing? Because we're talking about their, their town being torn, you know, blown to bits and, and irradiated with ghouls? With ghouls. Yeah. People that used to be people, now they're irradiated and they turn into ghouls. So you're worried that the deal that you're trying to broker with people in Detroit might be falling through because they've become ghouls. Because they're insensitive. They're sensitive about the ghoul population in Detroit and how all their buildings are all torn down. Well, you didn't call them zombies, did you? No, I called them a ghoul. Okay. Yeah. They, they think that's okay. And Don't call them a zombie, one of those though. That's female, One of those female, and every time she does something sassy, I'm like, ghoul! Ghoul, you better stop, ghoul. You might be the worst ever. Really? Yeah. Why is that? How dare you? (laughs) My goodness. Yes, I spent two weeks away, so we took a hiatus from the show, because that's what you do when you have a topical podcast and one of the two people goes out of town for two weeks. Okay, but being serious now, how many ghouls did you kill? None! There are no ghouls in the greater Detroit area. It is not irradiated. Ghoul, you better stop lying. How dare you? Goodness gracious. It was a great time. I'm gra- glad to be back here in the greater Los Angeles area. Do they drink Kool-Aid? Like, it's just a, a big thing of Kool-Aid, but with radiation in it? They do not. Hmm. The more you know. <laughs> if people smoke cigarettes there, are they ghouls instead of cools? Instead of cools. Yeah. They're going for going for a cools joke. <clears throat> well, it is the most one of the 40 most popular cigarettes in the world, I believe. <laughs> one of the top 40. <laughs> What is happening right now? America's top 40 cigarettes. And Casey Kasem. Thank hey, you. everybody. That's terrible, Casey Kasem. That was an amazing yeah. Casey Kasem if the goal was to not like wow, Like, wow, like, wow, America's top 40. I can only do Shaggy. I can't actually do Casey Kasem proper. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you have made it. We've made it. The official, what do you call it, the reboot? I don't know. You took like two or three weeks away. Ray uh, apologizes for being out of town and being irresponsible to our listeners. Well, how do you do a topical show <laughs> with one person not in the studio? This was your big opportunity to get rid of me, and you screwed it up. You didn't have a memory card to record on. Here's the deal. I had a memory card. I was just, you know, maybe you'll understand this. I was just so happy you weren't around that I spent most of the time celebrating and I partied hard, and then true. I was had some great people lined up to take over the podcast, and then you're like, oh, I'm back in town. And for me, I was just like, man, it was a, a lost two weeks. You know what I so mean? basically, by the time the calendar matched up, mm-hmm. I was already back. And you were back. That's a shame. I know. It's missed opportunities. I was wondering who those other three or four people in, the, in your living room were. Don't worry about that. When I showed up today. Yeah. Eey. Was it weird that I yelled, everybody hide! Well, you do that every time I come over. That's true. Okay, so it wasn't weird. No, no, that, not weird at all. I'm Thank thirsty. You. you got any Goulaid? How dare you? Uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about this week, though. We can kind of set up the show on a silver chalice, if you will, or a massive, massive chalice. chalice. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we're going to talk about, well, we've got to talk about the Major League Baseball as we head down to the final, like, what, one quarter of the season? Mm-hmm. We're only in the last few weeks of the season, maybe a month, five weeks to go or something. Yeah. Not too much longer to go is my point. So we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. We've got NFL. NFL is back, Brent. The show could finally be the show again. It is. It has returned. It is. It has returned. Yeah, I had to change in the... change midstream. Change midstream. Okay. So that wasn't a complete thought. That was too Usually separate I'm not a fan of changing midstream. It stings. But in this case, wow. I did it. In any case, we're going to talk a lot about NFL. First season of the preseason. First season. First week of the preseason. First season? First. I'm going to do what you did to me. First season? First game. First season? Preseason. I like to call the preseason the first season. Strong side, left side. Front, lack, front back, leg kick. Front, lack, front, back. 
Done. Anyway, we're going to talk about the NFL preseason week one, and we got to talk. We got to wrap up True Detective because we missed the last few episodes. Well, I wouldn't say that I missed it, Ray. Heyo. I thought, I thought but it was I, all right. I, I, I love here. I just, just the broad stroke is it seems like everyone hated the finale except for me. <laughs> I didn't hate it either. So uh, we'll be the two only two oh. people talking about okay. what we liked about the finale. There was a lot to not like about the finale, but there was a lot to like about it as well. Yeah. And I think it's time we just hit right to it. So you ready to talk a little NFL? Let's do it. Then let's after do it. three cups of Goulade. No, we're actually going to do it after three seconds of Sir Mix-a-Lot. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. And we are here. The NFL season is fast upon us. Ray, you're fired up. I'm a little bit fired up about, right now. Uh, about, you know. We're not even talking about the NFL to start. No, we're starting about the CFL. The CFL. The Canadian Football League. Canadian Football League, where your Montreal Alouettes Lost a player. Turner Gill. You know, Turner Gill, uh, who I I don't know where he's coaching at, Liberty or somewhere. Yeah. He was coaching at Kansas, and he's a former Nebraska quarterback. Was a famous Montreal Alouette in the 80s. I'm not convinced you weren't a famous Montreal Alouette in the I 80s. I could have been. I'm just saying. We can't prove it because, you know. Nobody knows. No one knows. Quick, Brent, name one Montreal Alouette player. Uh, Michael Sam. Eh, no. And that's why I'm fired up. Because <laughs> he quit the team. I set you up pretty good there, Ray. He did. Hey, great job to that. Uh, I am kind of really annoyed at Michael Sam. I'm angry. I feel a little betrayed by Michael Sam. I mean, no, nobody's been more of a fan of him and what he means and what he's been doing than us and me and you and, and this show in general. I just I feel a little betrayed by Michael Sam is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, he did. I mean, look, he did something groundbreaking. He was the first openly gay player openly drafted. Gay player drafted. Came to uh, Rams preseason, mm-hmm. was among the cuts. Did not right. make the team. Ended up on Dallas's practice squad during the season. Got cut from that afterwards. A, a truly person who's serious about football and really wants to be that person, that kind of uh, that leader, that role model, that benchmark personality. That person would do absolutely whatever it takes to get back into football. Correct. Yes, that's true. That person would go to the CFL, would play, would play well, would have a chance to get back on an NFL roster maybe after a couple of years of proving it at a, at a reasonably high level. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like if you can't make it as an edge rusher or a guy that's going to rush the passer in the NFL, yeah, the place you don't want to go is the CFL because they have a war. Well, and preface it by saying, and your, your, your reason for really not being successful is your kind of lack of speed. Yes. That the CFL is not the place to go because they run a more wide open, they have a bigger field, and so your speed's going to show up more there, not less. But the whole deal with Michael Sam was supposed to be, he doesn't necessarily have the, the markers, the numbers that would impress you, but he has such great football knowledge that when you get him on the field, he's just out there making plays, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't have the measurables that other people would have. And the reason he was drafted in the seventh round and didn't make the team well, he was drafted in the seventh round uh, because he was an SEC player of the year on defense, and he's a very, very good football player in theory. And uh, the reason he didn't make the team is because the D-line of the Rams was so stacked, there was just very, very hard to crack that, and they decided to give him a chance to go elsewhere rather than sign him to the practice squad. Okay, good enough for me. But d- the fact that he quit citing mental health concerns really speaks ill of Michael Sam as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It really does make him look like he was only doing everything for the fame. And that he doesn't actually care about being a role model, doesn't care about football, cares more about having a reality show than he does uh, actually playing football. And maybe that's a super unpopular opinion. I don't know. But I appreciate how tough his life must be, how hard it is to be Michael Sam. But if you're going to offer up yourself to be that person, if you are going to take that upon yourself uh, publicly, you've got to have a little more mental strength to go with it, don't you? Sure. I don't yeah. know. Well, we just lost our last 10 listeners. <laughs> There it well, goes. I'm just I'm a little fired up about it because I wanted him to be something that obviously he is not. You know, maybe the, that's my fault. But when he's citing mental health issues, don't you think you're being a total d bag? And um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, don't put that. In there. <laughs> uh, it's tough because you know when someone is in the situation in the public light in the way he is, and then he cites public, he cites mental health as a reason for quitting. Then it's almost like, well, you feel like you can't criticize him then. Right. I mean, there's the deal. Nobody knows his struggle like he does. Right. Obviously, if he's saying it, it's what he's feeling. It must be true. I, I guess I just wanted somebody a little bit tougher 
to be that person, you know? Jackie Robinson was a very, very tough man. <laughs> Maybe one of the toughest to have ever lived, you know? The people that break these sort of barriers tend to be mentally really strong. They don't crumble before the CFL season starts and quit the team, citing mental health issues. Could you imagine Jackie Robinson, you know, uh, gets called up to the Dodgers and then citing mental health issues before he plays his first at-bat, quits the team? Yeah. That would have set everything back 20 years. Right. As I think Michael Sam just did. Yeah. And I guess I'm just a little mad at him for it. So Michael Sam, bad job. Bad job. Bad job, Michael Sam. Well, let's talk about the NFL now because uh, I just, ugh, just, ugh, just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know. The big story we got to talk about. I mean, it's probably old hat by the time you hear this, but Geno Smith getting sucker punched in the face is a story that will probably never grow old for me because Geno Smith is already a guy out there. People think to themselves, I'm not sure if this guy is the guy going forward. We don't know what we've got here. We probably don't have an NFL quarterback in Geno Smith. But how can we tell when he's inciting low-level teammates to sucker punch him in the jaw, break his jaw, and knock him out for the first month or two of the NFL season? I.K. Inumpale. I just wanted to say it out loud. I'm sorry, but this whole story is like, how dumb are both of these guys? Incredibly. Doesn't it just speak to just two guys who aren't ready for whatever positions they're being put in? Speaking of which. Like, this guy's getting angry, and I only owe you know, the story is Geno Smith owed him $600 for a ticket to an event that he could not attend. Here's the deal. Uh, I.K. in Impale asked Geno Smith to attend his, like, Bless charity you. camp. Bless <laughs> you. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm, gesundheit. <laughs> I think my dad had a 76 I.K. Impale uh, when he was in high school. I bet he got it to 200,000 miles, too. Right. Uh, he asked him to be part of his youth, like, you know, uh, uh, training camp, kind of camp for kids deal. And Geno Smith agreed to do it. So IK uh, bought him a plane ticket, said, hey, I'm even going to p- fly you in. Thank you so much. You know, and let's face it, as a sixth round draft pick who didn't play a down last year, he probably isn't made of money. Right. I'm going to assume he's probably got some money because you don't be in on the NFL roster and not have some money. But he's not like rolling in it. Uh, he, Geno Smith essentially said, I'm not paying for that $600 ticket, even though I said I would, and then started waggling his finger in IK's face in the locker room, being all like snarky to him. And I'm sort of just like, aren't you supposed to be the leader of this team? Could you, could you, I'm just asking right now, could you imagine Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, any one of the top quarterbacks and Alex Smith in this league doing that to a teammate, especially a low level teammate? No. What leader of men would possibly do that? And you also think that, like, even if he doesn't like Geno Smith. Well, he likes him enough to invite him to his kid's camp. Isn't he worried that if he punches him in the face that he will not be able to get on a team? Um, Well, here's the deal. He was immediately cut. Um, Mm -hmm. You're not coming back to the Jets after you break his jaw for 10 weeks. Right. Sorry. Well, you know, he's the same guy that in college uh, punched a security guard at a bar. Is that right? Yeah. Security guard at a bar. What, do you play in Nebraska? He, no. Fair question. <laughs> Fair question. <laughs> Looking at you, Richie Incognito. Just saying. Uh, anyway, uh, he tries to get into a bar with his friend who's underage, and basically the story is, you can't come in. You have an underage friend. Oh, well, then I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it speaks, and then, speaks to uh, results right and there. And then yeah. later on, they, he says, look, I didn't know the guy was an undercover cop. Not the point. The guy's a security guard at a bar. Uh, uh, also not, to, uh, you know, also to the point, they show a picture of the guy and he's wearing a, a, a patch that says police. <laughs> and it wasn't sting for the record. It was no. not sting. No. So we know it wasn't those kinds of police. Look, I'm just saying that IK guy, every little thing he does is not magic. Okay. Thank you. But every step he takes, I guarantee yeah. we'll be watching him. <laughs> every step you take, he'll be punching you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, but what possible team would pick up this guy, right? I mean, he's got to be a pariah to the league. What bully-type team yeah. would – oh, the Buffalo Bills did. Oh. oh, Rex Ryan, former coach of the Jets in what it's got to be, right? Troll yeah. move of the century. Oh, yeah. That was a great troll picked move. The, now, here's like, the deal. Of course, Rex Ryan picked him up. Can I compare troll yeah. moves right now? You tell me which of these two troll moves is better. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Is it the Bills picking up IK and Impale as the former Jets coach okay. to the Bills in the division to potentially play him against the Jets at a later time? Or is it what your Detroit Lions did when they announced the inactives for the Jets-Lions preseason game, when they announced Geno Smith over the loudspeaker played the song, Can't Feel My Face? Really? Yes. 
Wow. Which one is the bigger troll move? Well, I'm going to... It's s- probably still the Bills. It's probably still the Bills. They're both pretty great, yeah, though. Yeah, both pretty great. I'm just... Uh, I was listening to a, a national radio show, yeah. and they were all about, oh, that's so classless of the Detroit Lions organization to do that. I'm like, no, that's hilarious. You yeah. shut your mouth. Yeah. That's good stuff. Hey, Ray. Yes? When you're hanging out at the bar, when IK comes in, are you are you saying, my poor jaw breaks? <laughs> With every punch you take. Yes. Yes, I am, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. How would I know he's in the bar? That's right. I have no idea what that dude looks you like. You won't know until he punches you. Yeah, nobody. That's the thing. Is this guy's not even a starter. and He's so, happy. should be happy so to be going, there. Uh, here's why it's just a total troll move. This guy was not going to start for the Jets. He's he was, a backup yes. linebacker. And now he's going to go to a team that, by all rights, is supposed to have a really good defense. Yes. He's going to play for them? He's Here's the deal. He's at least going to play for them through the preseason. Yeah. And maybe if somebody gets hurt and they're playing the Jets, Rex Ryan picks up the phone just to get him on the field, mm-hmm. just to piss off everybody at his old team. I, I The funniest thing I saw regarding this was, and I saw it all over the place, was people saying, hey, uh, could the Chicago Bears pick him up so they could punch Cutler? <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. This was Bears fans thing. It's probably what Brandon Marshall saying too. Right. Did you see Brandon Marshall on Twitter afterwards though? Because he's because he him and Geno Smith were like living together and he was taking him out for like, you know, ramen and sobe noodles yeah. all the time. He was really trying to get a rapport with Geno Smith. Geno Smith goes down from being punched in the face, just a teardrop tattoo. <laughs> or just a teardrop uh emoji, I should say, not a tattoo, mm-hmm. an emoji on Brandon Marshall's thing. Mm-hmm. All that work for naught. You know what's going to have to happen now because it's Brandon Marshall's career. Trade for Jay Cutler, reunited for the third time with Jay Cutler. Brandon Marshall can't get away from him. It's sort of like breaking up with a girl and then you move to a whole new town and then she shows up in that same town three times. At a certain point, it's fate or stalking. I can't tell. It's definitely one of the two. I guess so. So talk to me about Eric Berry. Give me a positive story, Mr. Brent. Eric you Barry. really want to talk about this. Eric Berry, nine months after being you know, uh, diagnosed with lymphoma. Is it non-Hodgkin's lymphoma? Is that the deal? I believe so. Yeah. That's uh, cancer, folks. Yeah. Gets back is, is cancer-free, playing for the Chiefs. Good story, man. That's a great story. It's going to be a terrible story when they cut him final week of preseason for not being in football shape. I just want uh, to apologize on behalf <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're just like, he was too tired. It's too slow, not in um, football shape. Got to cut him. I think a guy that's a two-time Pro Bowler will probably be given a chance to get back in, in shape. He's only like 27 years old. 27 years Something old. Something like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, hopefully he clears waivers, Brent. I'm just <laughs> saying you can keep him on the practice squad. Right. Get right. him back up. Maybe put him on the, uh, the, the, the what do they call it, the pup list. Have him mm-hmm. miss the first six or ten games. Mm-hmm. Non-sports injury. I think we can officially call cancer a non-sports injury. Yeah. I, I just feel like the PR hit's going to probably tank the Chiefs this year. You think? I don't think so either. So we have, we're going to do our NFL preview show in a couple of weeks. Let me lay it out for the peoples. Our NFL fantasy football show will be next week. The NFL preview show, we're going to guest in studio, right? Yeah. We always got to have a guest for these things. That way we have somebody to tell us that we're crazy when we're homer picking all over the place. But tell me why the Kansas City Chiefs will win the division this year. Give me a little preview. Because it doesn't. It looks like it's lined up for him a little bit. It me. does. I mean, you know, Jamal Charles should still have, if he stays healthy, he should have a couple good years. They have Jeremy Macklin. Travis Kelsey's emerging as a tight end. And their defense was good last year, and it's going to be better this year. It's true. So that's why. But also, oh, and also the rest of the division is terrible. Well, people are putting Denver Broncos in the Although, top five of many, many, like, top ten lists of best I, I NFL mean, teams. They're not, look, the Raiders are getting better, but I don't think they're – the Raiders are not there. Better than the Chiefs. The and Raiders are five and eleven. I think San team, Diego's maybe. on the way down. I hope so because we yeah. play them first week of the season uh, with Detroit and Denver. They're not going to be as good as they I are know. now. I'm interested to see what happens with Denver because they are talking about going to a more running offense to keep Peyton Manning healthy. They need that. Uh, they we do saw what need happened that. with Peyton Manning so the last month of the season could, last I mean, year. This it was could, terrible. This could be a whole. I mean, look with the Chiefs' luck and with my luck being a Chiefs fan, what will happen is this will just be like. Oh, uh, C.J. Anderson, two thousand. It's going to be like that year when Elway got over the top. Finally, we're like, oh, good, Elway's old. Oh, good, he just has uh, this unknown guy, C.J. Anderson, that's only played like one year and been pretty good. We got him. Oh no, now they're going to go like fifteen and one, and C.J. Anderson's going to go set a record for most yards. Oh wait, now they're going to win two Super Bowls in a row. That's the Kansas City Chiefs fan in me, Ray. Just like the 
the Lions fan who's always waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's me waiting for the shoe to drop. And the best part is now that he's, you know, running the front office, they can hold up the trophy and Peyton Manning can say, this, this one's for, for John. John. <laughs> John's like, no, no, no. I already have a I couple. I got two, man. G- give one to s- someone else. This one's for CJ. Yeah. And Brent. Or no, was it, or this one's for Peyton. That's who it is, because it was the owner saying it, right? Uh, it's a true point. Yeah. Well, Peyton's already got one, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> this second one's for Peyton, second this one. Like, the second one for John was the second one for John. This one's for Peyton, but he, he's already got one, so I, I'm going to keep it. But I think the odds of that happening are just as likely as that team falls off a cliff and goes 4-12. and 12. Well, I'll just go ahead and put it out there. How big, I think that's maybe the most overrated team going into the season. I don't think they're going. I think they're going to be five hundred at least. They, that's just they're just going to sc- score so many points, and they also have those two pass rushers that are monsters still. You they're know? good. Yet you still have Doomerville and and uh, Tess of the Ubervilles. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the guy that wears the cowboy hats, Texas A and M guy that we saw at the ESPYS, Von Miller. Oh, Von Miller. Yeah, Lindsey uh, Von Lindsey Von's brother. Lindsey Von's brother, Von Miller. Yes, right. That is correct. <laughs> Miller's Crossing. That's right. Um, so here's the, we got one. Crossing uh, only a couple of minutes left here. What are your brief thoughts? Give me 60 seconds on Kansas City's first preseason game. What did you see? We got to homer it up a little bit. Uh, they they gave up a big play. More, I should say. We got to homer it up a little bit more. Give a big, a big like kind of like screenplay play. Uh, other than that, they look pretty good. You happy with what you saw? So uh, I, look, they drafted a couple cornerbacks that uh, look like they can play. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Fair enough. Well, Detroit right now, I have nothing bad to say about a 23-3 shellacking of the Jets. Uh, Amir Abdullah, I don't know if you have if you know about this guy. Amir Abdullah, maybe you've heard of him? Oh, yeah. He's kind of great. He's kind of great. He's kind of great. That 45-yard run was amazing. Yeah. And I'm also very... He made ex- the Jets look like McNeese State. <laughs> Literally. Except he didn't score a touchdown. Huh? Yeah, he didn't score The touchdown. only difference. Yeah. That guy is fast. He has moves. Mm-hmm. He knows how to hit a hole. Uh, not just that, but we have a guy kind of undrafted off the streets named Zach Zenner. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on this guy. I'm hoping he makes the team. They don't try to, like, uh, he's not going to clear waivers. Amir, they have to make a spot for him. Amir Abdullah, I think we can say pretty safely at this point, better than Barry Sanders. I think we can easily say better than Barry. No, we're not going to say that right away. <laughs> Nobody's saying that. Except, better than Barry Zito. You know what? I will say he's better than Barry yeah. Zito. And better than Barry Alvarez, former coach of Wisconsin. You know who's not better than? Barry White. Nobody's better than Barry White. Mm-hmm. Except for Jaleel Ray White. Bear. Jaleel White's better than Barry White. Ain't enough for you, little Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> but uh, I'm very excited. Every part of the Lions look great, and that scares me. Mm-hmm. When the Lions look this good in the preseason, it feels like a mirage. The only thing I will, the only criticism I'll give to the Lions in this game, they only beat the Jets 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only criticism I have for the Lions they is they the gave Jets up score. three points. <laughs> Yeah, and that was without Calvin, without Joyke. That was three extra points. And that's without Haloti. Somehow they got three extra points with no touchdowns. But, you know. Love it. The new rules in the NFL, guys. Learn guys, it. I can't even make sense of this new learn NFL. Learn the rules. Gracious. Well, we'll be right back. We're talking about MLB. We'll talk fantasy next week because we got the big drafts coming up. Mm-hmm. Raising Brent Fantasy League. Get ready for oh, it. Oh, man. Hey, you know who we got to get on the show is our defending champion. Me! Oh, well, you're on the show right now. Do you have yeah. any words you want to say? Yeah. I'm, Save them for next yeah, week, Brent. Brent fantasy and we're gonna talk some baseball after three seconds of backstreet boys really you're just gonna hang on enough a baseball baby that's not possible nope uh baseball season is starting to wind down we're in the final quarter of the season Uh, my tigers still in theory alive for the wild card but they've given up on the season so why haven't i brent uh because you paid for it I did. I paid for the MLB TV package, <laughs> thinking something good was going to happen this year. I feel like I've almost gotten my money's worth, though. If I can get a few more games watched, I'll feel good about it. You know, it's funny as you did that, and they and they had their worst worst season in five years. I did right? it. I did it right after. I they because they were in the first place when I did it. I did it. <laughs> Tank. This is my third year in a row, and it's the the only three years in the past like fifteen years where the Royals have had a winning record. So mm. my timing's better than yours. I'd like to say right now. Yes. <laughs> Your timing of being on this podcast to talk about baseball could not have been more impeccable as a Royals right? fan. Right? You know, I feel like it's uh, divine intervention. I kind of feel the Royals are pretty boring right now, though. They're, they're just boring so, team to watch. They're, they're just they're coasting. So, they're so far ahead. Ned Yost has already said he's just going to start rotating, resting players pretty much throughout the final hey, month you know of what? the season. I'll take it. I'll take it over Heart Attack City the last month. 
You know, it's a lot like watching a football game where your team is up by 30 points with yeah. five minutes to go in the third quarter. Yep. And there's really nothing more to see. You're just walking around high fiving people like you can waiting act- for the game to be over. Yeah, you can actually reset, set your, uh, you know, playoff roster and your rotation yeah. and things and rest people that need help. And they don't have to rush Alex Gordon back, even though he's taking batting practice already. So he's going to be back soon. Why even bring him back? Bring him back with two weeks to go in the season. Uh, yeah, bring him back with two weeks to go in the season, and then you, you can and then repl- play him half that. Play you can play him you know, Zobris out there and left, or you can have Zobris play where Rios or Infante are, and those are the two guys that aren't hitting. Yeah, so this is the time. Isn't the minor league call up happening pretty soon? I believe it's like end of August. It's pretty soon. September. I think it's September. This 1st. is when you see what your entire farm system when can you do. get fifteen more guys. Yeah, in your, that's such a weird thing to me in baseball. I don't know if you ever thought that, but I think like, it's great. You play the whole season with twenty five guys, and then the last month of the season, you get to bring up fifteen more guys. I appreciate that for many reasons. One, it allows teams that are in the playoffs to kind of like rest their guys and yeah. not worry about burning them out, and it also allows for teams that aren't in the playoffs to see what their farm system has. That's true. And I then, think it's great, and, and the games we, all count the same. And then we go back to twenty five for the playoffs anyway. Right. Correct. Right. I think it's cool. I've always thought that was a really cool aspect of baseball. Like, it would be great if in the final, like, four games of the NFL season, if rosters just expanded to 65 players, mm-hmm. put the whole practice squad on the team. I don't know. Like, I think that's kind of neat. Okay, um, so if you're looking down the down the road a little bit at the at the playoffs in the American League, right? In the American League. Who do you think the Royals would like to avoid more? Uh, or who would they like to play, the Yankees or the Blue Jays, if they end up playing one of those two teams? You don't want anything to do with the Blue Jays right now. You want the Yankees. His, but historically, you guys don't do well against the Yankees, matchup-wise. Yeah, so, the Royals don't hit very well in New York. But then again, they also have older guys. But then, on the other side, those guys are more experienced and won't get... I feel like Toronto's young, and they might be like, oh, we're in the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think so, though. There's enough There's enough veteran players on Toronto to kind of pull that through uh, and come out the other side. But, I mean, you'll be playing the wild card team. Wouldn't we like for the for the team to make the... to, to advance in the playoffs to be from America. Yes. Thank you. I think you're going to end up playing the Angels, though, honestly. The way it's all matching up. I think the Angels play the playoff game against the Yankees in the wild card. Uh, I think the Blue Jays overtake them, and that way we get the uh, Blue Jays versus... Oh, gosh. You think the Blue Jays going to win that, ser- that, yeah. that that division? I think the Blue Jays are going to win. I think Houston's going to win. Yeah, that's a gr- I, would, I would be very entertained by that series, Houston and Toronto. And I think KC plays the winner of the Angels-Yankees, which... You want the Angels to win that because you match up better with match the Angels than the them. Yankees. Okay, the reason Detroit, uh, the reason that Toronto doesn't scare me really at this point, they're still six games under five hundred on the road. I mean, they still can't. They they play amazing at home, thirty nine twenty three, but they're terrible on the road. So yep. I I you know unless you're going to be like that one Twins team that won went Game Seven every series and with Frank Viola and then ended up winning the World Series nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, wow. It's a deep reach. Well, I'm just saying, when's the last time you saw a team that just like couldn't win on the road win uh, a World you Series? You see it in basketball a lot. You don't see it a lot in baseball. Yeah. I mean, in basketball, oftentimes you have home court get home court series. Like they always say, uh, a series doesn't start until the road team wins. And um, that's why yeah. I'm still waiting for the 1991 World Series to start. Yeah. <laughs> Between <laughs> the uh, Twins and the Braves. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't see it a lot, though. Like, teams that can't win. The Braves traditionally had a hard time back in the 90s. Now, what about but... what about the National League? We we both picked, and everybody picked, the Nats to be go far, have a deep run in the playoffs. Right, right now. It's four years in a row I feel like we've been fooled. Right. And right now, they're four and a half games behind they're the Mets. They're not making the playoffs this they're year. They're four and a half games behind the Mets. So they could catch the Mets, but the Mets look tough right now. The Mets, the Mets are playing strong. They got Ioannis Cespedes from my Tigers. And they and they have a strong pitching staff. But they're know? not getting the wild card. Pittsburgh's way yeah, ahead they're of them. Nine and San and Francisco's they way ahead of them. They have one shot, and that's to catch the Mets. Because they're nine and a half back in, in the wild card. And they're not catching... You know, unless I guess the Cubs and the Pirates just beat each other up, and they and the Nats go on and a run. The Pirates are really, really good. I just don't see them as a legitimate threat when you've got teams like L.A. and St. Louis. In I mean, there. the thing about the Nats is they still probably get to play the Braves and the Marlins and the Phillies a bunch of times. But the Phillies, since the break, but so do the have Mets been on a run. <laughs> They're all in no. The same I'm division. saying I'm saying that's the only way I can see them oh, catching okay. like because a disproportionate Car- number of games Car- against their own Cardinals, division. Pirates, and Cubs are going to be beating each other up. Meanwhile, these guys are playing like a bunch of bad teams. And the Cubs so. are great, too. I forgot. I totally forgot about the Cubs. Yeah, they're still in the mix. Uh, the Cubs are 19 games over 500, sir. Yeah, they're 19 games over 500. And uh, look, oh, I'm sorry, look at the playoffs. Unless the Giants can catch them, the, the Giants could catch them. They, they are the Cubs, Brent. 
Yeah. They could, but who said the Cubs would, would turn it around this year? This guy right here. You did. I picked them to win the division. And that we'll, was wrong, but they are really, really good. And we'll see if they do. We'll see if they still make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, then you'll get credit. If they don't make the playoffs, you get nothing. If they don't, if they don't make the playoffs, they may as well be the Jets pick from last year. Thank you. <laughs> Just put that out there. They yeah. may as well be my Texas Rangers pick. <laughs> well, Dodgers, Giants, good, good, close. Uh, everything else, you know, Royals have a 12-game lead. That's ridiculous. Think back to the beginning of the year when everyone was saying, "Hey, the Royals are going to take a step back this year." They might. Finish, I was saying that they might finish fourth in this division, and they're twelve games up. That's ridiculous. So, and I'll take it if I can just put it out there right now. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to take a little stabby stab in the dark. Mm-hmm. The final four of baseball this year are going to be the Cardinals and Dodgers, mm-hmm. and the Royals and the Houston Astros. Oof. I'll tell you what, man, that Houston Astros team. Scares me a little bit. They should. They're like the Royals last year, as far as momentum wise, right? And and young team wise, uh, that's a that's an interesting team. They have a great starting pitching staff. Yeah, you know? I, I and see they hit a lot of home runs. I see it going one of two ways for the Royals this year. In all honesty, mm-hmm. they're either going to cruise to the World Series and run into a buzzsaw again, like last year. Keeping it real. They didn't really run into a buzzsaw. They just ran into Bumgarner. They beat everyone that wasn't Madison Bumgarner, and he was a buzzsaw. He was a buzzsaw. <laughs> uh, or they're going to drop in like. Four games to the wild card team, which could be the Yankees. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, nothing in baseball in the playoffs will surprise you, really. You know, I'll be honest. The Tigers getting swept by the Orioles last year in the playoffs surprised the heck out of me. Well, the, and I think everyone else. Look, the Royals sweeping the Orioles and the Angels surprised yep. everyone too. Yep. You know? So I don't know. I, I kind of see them just like I, they might win the World Series this year. Who knows? They might. I think whoever they play in the World Series in the National League is going to be a better team than they are, though. It's going to be uphill. That's a good good, uh, question. That's a good thing. I want to see a ring on Yasiel Puig. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Well, look. uh, I think the most exciting thing, though, is if the Royals play the Dodgers in the World Series, you're going. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that would be great. Uh, Here's the deal. Royals, I mean, I'm going to keep it real, too. Uh, Royals, 41 and 20, which is one of, if not the best home. It's good. They're a half game behind the Mets for having uh, – oh, and the Cardinals. Uh, but anyway, 41-20 and 20 at home, and they're going to the, – you know, if things stay as they are, they're going to have home field throughout the playoffs. It, one would expect that, yeah, and the coveted and the, World Series. That's what I'm saying, in, in the World Series, yeah. So I like those odds. Uh, I would like those odds as well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's our baseball wrap-up right there. Uh, looking good for the Royals. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good playoffs. I'm very oh, excited for it, and the I, home stretch is going to be good. I think it's going to be crazy. So we'll be right back. We're going to wrap up True Detective after three seconds of ACDC. Well, True Detective season two is in the books. It is. I don't think it deserved nearly as much hate as it got. Mm -mm. Uh, Again, I'll restate. People seem to hate it just because it wasn't True Detective season one. Right. And internet outrage is in abundance these days. Don't you sometimes wish we could say something on this show that's so outrageous that people care? I wouldn't say <laughs> that that hate was in abundance, but I would say there was a lot of it. Good job, Brent. <laughs> Gracious. So we're going to wrap up the finale right now. I know it's been a week, but I was gone. and like, A lot of stuff happened in the show. I mean, we got these... I thought all it was these a, plots with these diamonds. I and thought then, it was an eighty percent satisfying finale. Twenty percent was like, what? They didn't have to do that. I would say it was good enough. I liked the finale. They did a good job Look, of wrapping everything. Last up. season, I did not like the finale, and I loved the whole rest of the series. Right. This time, I liked the whole part of the series, but I liked the finale better than the rest of the series. I got that. I mean, in, in, in episode seven, and spoiler alert, but by now, come on. Yeah. Uh, John Carter gets shot. Motorcycle cop John Carter gets murdered at the end of episode seven. It was kind of shocking, yeah. but the way he left that phone call and the way he really wasn't necessary to the plot anymore right. told us that maybe that was a distinct possibility of it happening. So, so we get to the finale, and it was basically who else is going to die, right? Mm-hmm. There was no question there would be more death. Oh, yeah. One thing that I thought was strange watching it was I didn't realize how long the finale was. I watched it on the HBO Go. Yeah. So I get to what feels like the end of the episode when they're about to go hit up that one house with all the gangsters in it and steal all the money with the gas masks. And I was just like, man, they're only leaving themselves like five minutes to wrap this thing up, man. They're not leaving themselves a lot of time. I look. I was 48 minutes in, and there were still 42 minutes to go. I got to say, that scene with the gas mask was awesome. Super cool. Right. You actually, did you not think for a second, like, they're going to pull this off? Yeah. I thought it for a second, 
And the show wanted us to think it for a second, and then all the wheels fall off the wagon. As soon as I see him looking, oh, um, uh, maybe when he went I'll, to the school, maybe I'll getting off. Maybe I'll get off at the Laurel Canyon exit. Laurel Canyon, no, don't, don't do that. That's where my gym is. Yeah, <laughs> don't. You're not playing racquetball with us. You are not playing racquetball with me or Brent at the LA Fitness on Laurel Canyon. That's right, and Chandler. Thank you. You guys can totally come play racquetball with us yeah, if you want do to. do it. I mean, we really do need more. My point is, I didn't see Colin Farrell without a mustache there. He went to go see his kid. No, I'm, the whole time, I'm just screaming at my phone, just being like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why did he get out of his car? Well, couldn't he have just cruised by? Yes. You know, like a normal pervert does at a... At a, a Thank you. <laughs> kid's playground? Yeah. Can't you just be a normal perv like the rest of us, Colin Farrell? <laughs> Why you got to get out of your car, grab the fence, and make it weird? And yeah. what was that thing with the kid? His kid having the badge out with him yeah. in the glass case like at lunch? It was just stupid. <laughs> Why would that kid even have it there? That's highly breakable. He's, he's proud of it, man. He's proud of it. Although Great. what's weird about it, though, is he didn't act like he was happy to see him, though. You know? No, he's he kinda, waved. He kinda waved. Kinda saluted. He saluted. Good enough for me. My whole deal, though, is that just like this kid, this Colin Farrell's kid was bullied a heck of a lot more than I was in elementary school. And I was bullied in elementary school like most people were, except you, of course. Wow. You were the bully. Uh, Still are. Um, hmm. My point is this kid <laughs> got bullied a heck of a lot more than I ever did. And had I, I got stuff broken way less breakable than that thing. Mm. How did that thing not just get shattered and somebody step and pee on it? How does it survive? Because this is months later. It's a cop. Badge. This is like seven months or something later, isn't it? Look, you kids don't, don't care. You They're don't, mean. If, so he does. He goes out inexplicably. Like I just did not even understand that character. He goes out to see his kid, who he hasn't seen in months, but he's not supposed to see his kid, right? No, he gave up the kid. That was the whole point to fight because he did not want her to run a paternity test. And bad job her because she ran the paternity test anyway, mm-hmm. even though she completely agreed on the phone under duress and didn't want to, but she did agree. I will accept your going away from the kid. I will not run a paternity test. Runs right out and gets a paternity test done. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It was Colin Farrell's kid the whole time. Yep. Of course. Yay. Of course, after Colin Farrell dies, we know that it's going to be his kid. Spoiler alert. He dies. Man, I th- I thought for a second too that he was going to make it. You know, they made it seem like they they left a lot of doubt. I thought that was, was a really good job in the finale. Is they set stuff up, and made you think, and then took it away, then made you think and that, took it away. That one actor, the the bad cop, I don't know yeah. who he is, but he's in everything now. Yep. He was in the Tudors. He's on Orphan Black. He always plays a d bag, and he he has a very punchable face. I think having a punchable face will get you many roles in Hollywood. Yeah. What stopped me? I don't know, Ray. Why aren't you successful? I should be more successful, right? Yeah. Everybody hates me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Colin Farrell gets a tracking device put on his car. Why didn't he call an Uber right there? That was the question I had. I don't understand why he didn't get out of the car and run. and then. But he, but he, to Go anywhere. Point, he did say, like, if they're tracking me, that probably means they can see me and they can see where I switch off to. Because you know? he couldn't find the car that was tracking him. That was the but other big deal. What didn't make sense to me is, like, okay, so if you're trying to get away, are you not, are you trying to, are you not trying to go away? Or are you just trying to buy time for them? I think that's what he was actually doing. That's what he was doing. Because you, you don't drive into the woods, you know, where nobody can help you, yeah. right? You don't drive into a secluded area if you're not thinking, I'm getting shot and killed here. It looked like the only thing that could help him out in the woods there was if uh, somebody came by on a scouter bike. you know, And accidentally did, hit him it like did, they were a tree. It, it did look like that he was on the moon of Endor. He was on the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, that yeah. is a fact. Uh, so he gets end up getting gunned down in the woods. Mm-hmm. And Rachel McAdams is basically like, uh, oops, now he's dead. After they did some hot doing it. Yep. And then, uh, you know, you got Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, think again. We think he's going to get away with it. He's driving away. He he gets his passport. Yeah, he's getting ready to meet up with everybody, and then smash into his side window, pulled out of his car, taken to the desert, knifed in the side, and left to die. Hey, is there a dude you would want to hang out with a lot more than than Vince Vaughn just to have a beer? Vince Vaughn or Vince Vaughn's character in True Detective? Oh no, Vince Vaughn himself. I would hang out with both. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty similar. I think Vince Vaughn seems like the coolest dude on the planet. Yeah, I know. You think you might be like, hey, beautiful babies. He was like, wait, are you quoting my own line to me? No. <laughs> no. I would, that would be me, yes. Yeah. Uh, he, I better believe he's a Chicago sports fan. I mean, mm-hmm. like, he, I feel like we'd have a lot in common with Vince Vaughn. Right. To, you know, why don't we just have him on the show, Brent? Okay, next week. Next week, Vince Vaughn and his yeah. NFL picks. That's right. Let's get him in the Raisin Brent Fantasy League. That's right. 
I'll tweet him. Vince or Lindsey Vaughn or Von Miller. One of those three we will not have on the one podcast. One of those three will definitely not be appearing. And the other two will be. And they will have to fight to see which one gets to be live. And the other one will not appear also. I'm not even sure we could get Von Hayes <laughs> to come do the show. I think um, Lindsey Vaughn would probably win a fight between those three. Between those three? She probably just like pull Von Miller's cowboy hat over his head. Okay. And then... Uh, you know, I have Vin- no idea where you're going Vince with this. Vince Vaughn's too gangly, you know? I don't think Vince Vaughn wants to get hit. Yeah. My face. My beautiful face. My beautiful face. Beautiful babies. Ha ha ha. Anyway, Vince, was it a weird thing when he started hallucinating and seeing people in the desert? That Did was... it feel like it was completely out of left field? Like they should have set that up at some point before the series no, or because something. He's in, he's, he's in the desert. He is. But couldn't they have done a thing like where maybe he had like he was coked out or he was too drunk and he like sees a like something? No, but I would it just it felt he very got left shot, field. He's to me. bleeding out, and you can tell that he's. I get it. You know that it's not real. It was a great moment though when his wife is there in the white dress. She's like, "No, you already gave up." Back he's there, like, he's he like, "Never st- don't stop moving." She says, "Oh, baby, you stop moving way back there." And he turns around and sees his dead body. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was great. That was a good yeah. moment. It sad. Yeah, I really did want Vince Vaughn to survive. I know. Yeah, but you knew once he got knifed, and there's you can't see anything but after. Season one, where McConaughey got knifed in the same way and survived. Right, but there were cops there, and they could have. There was an ambulance. Coming. It was secluded enough; he could have died. Yeah, we all thought he probably he should have. have died. This guy, there's no way he's surviving. No, not there. And not his when wife you leave did, him in the desert. His wife finds him out in the desert there and doesn't help him at all. Doesn't That's even weird. help him. Huh. Yeah, huh. thanks a lot, lady. Hey, that was something we were wrong about. I think we like one or both of us thought maybe she was in on the whole deal. No, I didn't think that. I thought that. Okay. I thought that she was going. She was acting a little too cool, a little too innocent, and. uh that whole throwing the ring like out the bus station, that was kind of cool. This doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not yeah. leaving. To me, I was just like, well, now that we've established that ha, you ha, are. beautiful ring. Now that, now that we've established that you are leaving, can yeah. we just go find that ring real quick? Because right. it's kind of valuable, and I don't want to like just really lose it. really expensive. Yeah, like you're probably going to want that. Third, it's on the third rail. Can you go grab that? When, when, you're, <laughs> when you're on the run and I can't send you money anymore because I'm dead, you're probably going to want to pawn that ring. Just anyway. saying. This season, it, it wasn't perfect, but I thought a good ending. I love the characters that they create on this show. Um, my biggest issue, and this is the big thing that we we got into a spat about, mm-hmm. was uh, the very end, Rachel McAdams. It turns out the whole thing was being told to a reporter who she lays out the entire thing. Here's all the documents. Yeah. Here's all the info. Here's all yeah. the names. And the reporter just gives her, a, just, I swear to God, go back and watch. He just gives her a look like, I'll be honest, I couldn't follow any of that. There was way too much going on. Yeah, well, he <laughs> Which wanted, is how I felt the well, entire season. He wanted her to, you know... To testify because he it's hard it, it is a lot yes, but to to my point you did put that on Twitter like fifteen hours after the show's over twenty one hours after the East no, Coast feed no, had no, started no, 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 no. after the East Coast no, feed had started it no, was was eight no. o'clock it was, it was fifteen hours. it was fi- it was two p.m. It, our time five p.m. Eastern time. time that's eight p.m. but that's it's not twenty one hours it's twenty one hours after it's over. I did break anyway, my own rule, but that's not a real spoiler. Rule. You that's broke not a spoiler. Your, it is a spoiler. How is that a spoiler? Because you find out, it's like, oh, it's, because if you knew, if if you find out at the end, like, oh, she's telling her story to a reporter, then you're like, oh, well, then that means everyone else is dead, and she's the one, it's if, her point of view. Or, it is her point of view, but how did she, the, I thought it was sloppy writing, just because it was just like, she was apparently giving details about stuff she would never know about. No, she didn't, but she had, they had all the evidence together. They compiled all their evidence of all the three people. Yeah, but she had all the info about John Carter. Like, I'm just saying, that is, that is a spoiler that she's she's being interviewed at the end, because then you also know that she didn't die. But she's been being kept under lock and key for three full episodes. Yeah, like, that. And, that, and that stops people from getting killed on True Detective. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we understand I'm each just other. saying, Ray, I was disappointed that was a spoiler. You I broke your own rule. I didn't you find broke your own rule because you thought you had a funny joke and it wasn't funny. And then nobody liked it. Thank you. Here's the deal. It didn't even play on. That's the part that upsets me more. It's not so much that Brent called me out for probably being factually correct, but I still don't feel <laughs> in the spirit it was a spoiler. I really don't. But the fact that the, since nobody was actually, you're probably not even listening right now. Nobody was listening to watching True what? Detective by the end. The fact that it went over like a lead balloon because nobody went that far with True Detective. I'm sorry. Could you start that over? I was reading an ad for Five Hour Energy. Fear of the Walking Dead's coming, everybody. <laughs> and long, I can't wait. How long do you think five-hour energy lasts? Probably a couple hours. Yeah. I'm guessing like two. Two and a half, maybe. Yeah. Tops. Anyway, if True Detective Season 3 comes back, we're going to do it, right? We're still in? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want Riley coming back. That's all I want. Let's do it. Give Riley me more Riley will come, shows. Riley will come back regardless. No, I meant coming back to True Detective. Oh, tr- come back to True... Oh, no. I just want Riley his on characters, more shows. His character will not be allowed on any True Detective show. He turned one of the main characters in... He was basically a, uh, you know, he was weak, dude. His character, his character was the worst on that show. Played it great, though. 
Oh, he played it great. He's great. Riley's great. Uh, anyway, we're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the show after three seconds of Will Smith. Saw something strange watching back. Because you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh, and. And that's our show, everybody. Huzzah. We made it. Talking some NFL, some Major League Baseball, wrapping up True Detective. What's our next show we're watching? You know what? Hey, Fear the Walking Dead, right? Fear the Walking Dead. And you know what show that I would really like you to start watching, although we can't live, or we can't talk about it on the podcast because it's almost already over, Mr. Robot. I've watched, I'm halfway through that. Mr. Robot. I've got five great. on my DVR right really? now. Really? Okay. Mr. Robot is, I would love to talk with you about that show. I'm not sure I like it. That's the problem. Like, I got like three, four deep, and I'm like, I'm not even sure I enjoy this. Yeah, but I hear it keeps getting better and keep better. Keep going, keep yeah. going. Yeah, I, I like it, but a lot of it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Which I assume gets. How fun is that lead guy to watch? He's great. Yeah, he's great. Um, every time that uh, Christian Slater appears, he does something crazy, and I like it. Mm-hmm. That weird, like uh, that weird chick, the hacker chick, she's great. Yeah, uh, Evil Corp. The fact that everybody on the show calls it Evil Corp, How even about... the people who work there, and it's on their stationery, doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's just like they're they're like, why fight it? Let's just bizarre. call ourselves that. Uh, what about the yeah? What about the corporate guy? He's great. Yeah. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's weird. Yeah, yeah. I liked him. Uh, my sister's watching the show now, and she just texted me this morning. Uh, bum fight or <laughs> yeah? She's, I'm going to pay you a whole bunch of money, and I'm going to punch this homeless guy in the face repeatedly. <laughs> She's like, no, stop. That's enough. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I'm kind of. I'm, you I'm, only gave me a twenty. <laughs> I thought the first. I thought the pilot was okay, mm-hmm. and then from there. I just was on the fence every episode. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to keep watching this. But then all the reviews keep coming to me like, this is the best show on television, and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm it's, just like, it's okay, but it's not really hitting with isn't me. Isn't it strange how it's on USA? Like, it's yeah. such a different tone. It's not psych. It's not suits. Yeah, I love it's suits. not monk. I yeah, but the tone is way darker. Way different, yeah. Uh, do you watch, um, uh, what's the one? Humans? No, um, Wayward Pines? I, f- I finished Wayward Pines. I just finished Wayward Pines last night. What did you think of that? It's good. I, I liked it. I generally, I, liked, I generally liked it. I kind of liked it more when I didn't know exactly what was going on. I liked it when there was kind of a more mystical what is... Yes. You know? But, I mean, it was only going to be eight episodes, and so you found out what was going on about four or five episodes deep, and then you, like, rode to the end. Here's I, I like the pacing of it. Here's what I read on Wayward Pines, because uh, they're thinking about bringing it back, you know. Because yeah, the ending was such a weird cliffhanger. Well, not really. It's it was like the end of a Twilight Zone episode, you know. It oh. was, but where do you go after the end of a Twilight Zone episode? Well, is my point. Somebody else is gonna have an uprising again, probably. You know, that's probably. But anyway, they were like, uh, "Yeah, uh, the you know the one thing you need to do if you bring it back, replace the sun. He's te- the people were just ripping the sun. I didn't like him. I didn't yeah, think he was very good. It wasn't great. And his girlfriend, I didn't really like either. I mean, that that's one thing that was weird about that show. Is like, did she? Was she forced to like him? Was she into it or not? Yeah, that was a big question for me. Because it seemed me. like she actually liked him later. It's like, why did you pick that dude? I felt like she had f- was forced to like him at first and grew to like him afterwards because she has a thing for bad actors. Over the oh, oh! over the three day period of the show or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> long over the forty eight hours of yeah. actual. Who's but, uh, creepier on the show, Melissa Leo or Hope Davis? Which one was the sister? Who's the nurse? Uh, that's uh, Melissa Leo. That's her then. Yes, uh, I think. Hope Davis, the teacher, was creepier. At the end, she was creepier. So you actually like the nurse you guys at the end. Ready to repopulate? That was so weird. She was like, she, she, you could have easily just seen her with like a, a a cloak and a hood and a big hump. So, are you ready to repopulate the nation? And was I the only person when she's just like, somebody has to watch this door in case the children come back through this hatch? I'm just like, no, it won't be you. You're crazy. Yeah, you're gonna open it, you weirdo, and yeah. let all. And it didn't even matter. The monsters came in regardless I, of what she did and ate her. I love Matt Dillon. Spoiler alert. Uh, I love Matt Dillon. Sometimes it, I would still laugh at when he says something serious, just because he's like. I always see him as like kind of a slacker dude, not like a serious. I can't see Matt Dillon not from Wild Things. Yeah, I kept wondering when Denise Richards and Nev Cab were going to come for a hot, hot threesome. I always think of him as from singles. Okay, fair, yeah. same deal, <laughs> same deal. So anyway, I'm walking down the avenue. Terrible. In any case, that's our show this week. Uh, we've got some contact information we got to give. Check us out on iTunes, Raisin Brent Show at Ray Brent Podcast. Email us raybrentpodcast at gmail dot com. Facebook, facebook dot com slash raybrentpodcast. Give us a like. We deserve it. Uh, RayBrentPodcast.com is our Earl for show notes mm-hmm. and what have you when I remember to put them up. And my name is Earl also. And you can hit up me on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And um, that's a lot of good stuff going on. Can mm-hmm. you talk about the HOA now? 
Oh. Briefly plug, because I want I, yes. I think you should, because I want to hear about it. Yes, uh, we could talk a little bit more about it next week. but uh, give, give them a teaser for next week, then. The HOA uh, pilot I was involved in, I'm a consulting producer, I was involved in you know kind of the early writing process, and I'm also, a cast member. Also with Riley with, Smith. With Riley Smith, yep. Sherry Terry, Horatio Sands, and... Parvchina. Parvchina, and uh, Paula Poundstone. So, I mean, come hey, on. Hey, Brent, those are all really talented people. Those are all people. great names, and I worked with them. And we just found out we got into the New York Television Festival in so October. Good. So, so if good. any of our listeners are uh, in New York, you know, let's let's uh, meet up in October. And I hear uh, it's making waves already. Yeah. People, the word's getting out. So if you get on the website for the New York uh, Television Festival, you can watch the trailer for the HOA. I have seen it. It is wonderful. Yeah. It is. It, it, this should be a real show, folks. So if you know anything about HOA, just look into it. It's wonderful. You should see it. And uh, do it up. Yeah, check out the trailer for the HOA. It's online now. There it is. And so we got all people we got to thank. We got to thank Jeremy Buck in the Bang, the Trainwreck. Got to thank the Trainwrecks for the lovely closing him. We got to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell, me some art. Hey, I saw Jordan Monsell the other day and I asked him if he would make us a uh, Deflator Mouse from the Tick costume with Tom Brady in it, and he wanted to yeah. punch me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, were, were you serious? <laughs> yeah, he said that. Are you serious? Are you like, serious? Uh, yeah. Yes. yes. Do it and put it over your. Uh, Mantle. Shut up. I believe FU is the proper yeah. <laughs> response. Uh, so thank you, Jordan Monsell. Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. And uh, David Noel for producing the show. Dino. No, literally nobody calls him Dino. Beep, 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 beep. And is there anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Mm, I want to thank you for coming back, Ray. Oh, my goodness. I thought about not coming back, and I decided uh, to come back anyway. I uh, had all these cool people lined up, but I don't like hanging out with cool people. I like hanging out with you. Thank you. <laughs> now I feel great. Good. That was the intent. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me.